Hello again and welcome to I Don't Get It, the pop culture get off my lawn cast. Yet another episode featuring the open-minded musings of two mid-40s curmudgeons who stare down the prospect of entertainment irrelevance. I am your co-host, Bill Scurry of American Caesar Enterprises, which I'm happy to announce is the official organizer of Firefest 2021. Dude, that is an old reference. An and old reference. I am joined, as always, by the voice, the dulcet tones, the honey tones of the man you're listening to right now. I am Noah Tarno, founder, senior quiz master of The Big Quiz Thing, the trivia game show spectacular. I like honey tones. I heard that one recently. Honey, honey tones. I've heard that. I've heard oven toasted voice. I heard that once and I, I that stuck with me. I don't about, remember who to whom your, it was. About yourself? Referring. No, I'm not oven toasted. No. Oh, no. You're a different, uh, maybe, maybe like, you know, you've, you've done a quick uh, turn into waffle I'm, iron, perhaps. Yeah, I'm, I'm waffle iron singed. There you go. <laughs> you like that? Yeah, I like the little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a carbon at the edges. You know, you just right. it's still kind right. of gooey in the inside. It's got that nice bready vanilla taste. That's 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 your voice. By the way, you'll be proud of me. Uh, those who know me know that I am completely incapable of cooking. I am unable to cook, but I have gotten into a habit. Every weekend now, I am making my one morning weekend morning. I am making myself pancakes. Oh, that's a good that's now, a good experiment. Well, yes, I bought the. Still called Aunt Jemima, the complete. So all you do is mix, add water and stir it and put it in the pan. But that's a step up for me, man. Yeah. That's a step up. So, they're, they're I, you so know, baby I, steps. I would eat them all the time. The problem is it's, it's just pure carbohydrates. Yeah. And I'd, well, I'd be in, that's I'd, my diet anyway. So. That's true. But I'd be inclined. I, you know, I got to cut the carbohydrates because I, it interferes with my whiskey habit is the problem. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like I pancakes are incredible. They're great. It's one of the things they actually do here in the Netherlands. Um, I don't know. People, I did. I wasn't aware of that, that, that like the whole big thing was Panacoca. And I mean, yeah, the tourist sure. places are loaded with them. But like the Dutch tradition of doing the savory pancakes that have sometimes the, you know, the bacon and the cheese is cooked into the pancake. And sometimes yeah. that there is like salami and sliced meat in the cup and the pancake. Uh, in the all, cupcake. That would in be the cupcake. Else. That's a whole different thing oh, too. One, one of my few food snobbery things is uh, I will not use breakfast topping maple scented liquid product. You want the real I. Deal. I insist on real maple syrup. Yeah. I will spend the extra money and it's expensive. I used to do this thing. New Yorkers will know this. If you go to a coffee shop in New York and you sit at the counter and you order pancakes or waffles or French toast, most of these diners let you pay like an extra two fifty for real maple syrup. Yeah. And they'll give you – most of these places, they'll give you like a little bottle, a little glass bottle of real maple syrup. And inevitably, I wouldn't finish it. So I would like seal up the bottle and like put it in my pocket and take it home. So in my kitchen, I had all these little half bottles of maple syrup. It made me look like a fucking junkie. Anyway, <laughs> yes, one of the one of the one of the few uh, one of the few food snobberies I have is only real maple syrup for me. You you heard it. You heard it about, about Noah Tarno, I'll, guys. It's coming right, right. at you. This, yeah. Only real maple syrup on the the Eggo waffles that have been sitting in the back of my freezer for six months. So while we're on the subject of Noah moving all of his money into small uh, half <laughs> yes. bottles of uh, um, maple syrup. syrup. Yeah, let's talk about money, my friend. Let's talk about cash, dough, simoleons. Commodities, shekels, the uh, ducats, yeah. the Thai bot. Yeah. What? Doubloons. That's the bot. That's the official. The currency is the B-A-H-T of, of Thailand, the oh. bot. Yeah. When I was in college, I was playing Boggle against my roommate, Mark Mitten. Uh, now Mark Mitten Fry, one of the smartest people I've ever known, chemistry genius, not a word person. So he wasn't good at Boggle. And we got in a big battle when he wrote down the word dong, D-O-N-G. And you know, my rule in Boggle is you got to have an idea of what it means. You can't just say, I know it's a word. So I said, what does dong mean? He's like, like ding dong. I'm like, no, that doesn't count. He's like, no, I know it's a word. So we looked up dong. Dong is a former currency of Malaysia, something like that. Of course, that's so, what he meant. You sure? Yes, that's what he meant. Former currency of Malaysia is the dong. Maybe current currency. Maybe it's not Malaysia. I don't know. Maybe it's Indonesia. You can look that up in here. So, well, okay. no, wealth is is generally imagined. It's the the money game yeah. is kind of fictional. It's a game that yeah. most people lose. Uh, and and uh, yeah, it's all a slush fund, as it were. So um, our topic this week is something that I think we would have had to hit this weekend only because I don't know if there's going to be any heat going on. Yeah. I mean, 
it'll be this this is one of these topics that's inescapable we kind of had to do it yeah so, yeah like, like not... two in a row two in a row last week we had to do the bernie memes and this that's true we do yeah. This. yeah these are these are real bleeding edge stuff where they just you yeah. know yeah even my friend Matthias, wait, we did the bernie memes last week that was only last week it feels where, like it where, six months ago where did that go uh, yeah, but even my my friend Matthias, uh, who I I chill here on on uh, Skype with, he, even in the Netherlands, he's like, "You guys are gonna do GameStop, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I guess we are." If uh, if, if it's even that obvious to someone who lives if, in Utrecht, if Matthias wants us to do it, it's got to happen. So yes, yeah, so our topic this week is what we're calling it. We're calling it GameStop Stonks. Uh, which is the name of the meme? Actually, it's a couple of different overlapping yes. memes. I mean, There's we're not a gonna... lot of things going on. Yeah, and this of... is bigger than meme i mean i was sitting at the car dealership for four hours yesterday getting my car serviced and they got cnn running so it's the most i watched cnn in years and basically three stories on a loop and this was one of them hmm. so I'm, I'm going to attempt to do a this is so out of my depth uh uh noah's a little more warm at this than i am but but uh, i'm, I'm going <laughs> to try to try to do the best i can here and we're going to we're going to buttress this and i'm sure people have some general uh, approximation of what this is about uh but we'll, we're gonna learn together america we'll go through this on a journey uh and we'll become <laughs> yes because we're the ones who are finally going to explain this in a way that people are going to understand you know noah the stonks were the friends we made along the way yes everyone's been using that that saying the last few weeks yeah yeah i like it you know q anon falling apart or part falling apart to some people maybe q was the friends we made along the way yeah that was a good one. i like that that was a good yeah, yeah. so yeah. so this uh, topic gamestop this the stock run the madness of gamestop speculation or what are we going to call it uh this it's, is but more than gamestop my friends AMC, it is blackberry but gamestop was the big one yes yeah so th this is stock market phenomenon wherein uh there was a concerted effort by a number of um what 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 we are believing, I believe, uh, the, the, the uh, prevailing thought is that this, these were small bore investors. These were generally not tycoons. These were no, your Not hedge funds. Yeah, it's yeah, right, right. You're kind of average guy, the sort of day trader, player, hobbyist kind of person who's got a small amount of money to play with. Uh, they decided to punish hedge funds. Right. By and, uh, and by the way, they, they're, they, they was the community on the subreddit. Wall Street bets. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm definitely working up to that. Believe me. Okay. Uh, good. So, sorry. I mean, we we know that hedge funds have been fucking uh, the financial industry and people in America and humans for years. By um, they essentially pay, they root and almost ensure that businesses fail and they profit when businesses fail, and that's the whole idea of shorting. Mm. Uh, yeah. So, like this time, there was a concerted effort on this uh, subreddit r slash Wall Street Bets, who are a combination of sort of savvy but ornery smarty pants. One would presume younger people, but you know, only maybe with a couple of hundreds and or thousands of dollars to play with, and not millions. They wanted to punish the hedge funds for you know essentially what hedge funds were built to do, which is short term gains based on uh, depravity and loss. And then get bailed out when they fuck up the housing market 12 years ago. Precisely. Years ago. Precisely. Yeah. So there's, there's a sort of justice element here. Of course, there's people, you know, embedding themselves with money and, you know, the speculation. It's still playing the stock market at its heart. There's that part that that's 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 in here, too. So uh, uh, GameStop's decline, which hedge funds, you know, were kind of pointing at GameStop, which, you know, is, is a brick and mortar business out of Dallas. Um, and actually, I didn't realize this. It is worldwide. No, it's not just the United States, even though it's getting mm -hmm. smaller and smaller in the United States. Um, it got off the, the – I also did not know it was Babbage's. It's the old thing you used to see in malls called Babbage's rebranded. That was Babbage's. Ba yeah. We were talking before we got a mic. I was telling you about the Short Hills Mall I used to go to in New Jersey. And there was a Babbage's there, a, there. There was a Babbage's there, and I would I would buy games for my Apple IIe. Yeah, at Babbage's. Yeah. So they rebranded in '99, became GameStop. It's a you know brick and mortar where people go in and buy uh, you know controllers and, and and Xbox games and PS games and you know Wii and whatever else is sold. But again, you see where this is going. This is a brick and mortar thing that is that they sell games, which are increasingly going to online retail. Like you can download games to drives. People right. aren't really going. Not in the numbers they were not at least to sustain the amount of chain stores that GameStop had. So GameStop has been in trouble for a while. Hedge funds were looking at it, saying, "Oh, what we're going to do is root for its failure by shorting it." Right. Um, so, and, I, and by the way, for those who don't understand shorting, the easiest way to explain shorting is whereas we usually buy a stock, you're ga you're gambling for lack of a better term that the price will go up. Buying low and hoping to sell high, right? You make money that way. Shorting is an advanced 
stock market investment technique where you're essentially betting on the stock going low. You're borrowing it from the person who owns it. You're selling it to someone else. You're buying it back after it's gone lower, hopefully for you. And then you give it back to the person you borrowed from and minus any fees or interest, you keep the profit. So it's instead of normally betting on a stock going up, it's basically a way to make money off a stock going down. Yeah, there you I go. Mean, and you see, but an entire gigantic segment of the financial industry is based yes. on loss yeah. and failure and rooting for failure and doing whatever you can to, to sort of ensure it. So, you know, GameStop, you know, I, no, I don't know if this was evident to you, but like game, this is inevitable what's happening. GameStop is, in fact, an endangered species, and there's kind of nothing you can do about it. This might be yeah. a temp- this might be a temporary buoying. I mean, it, and again, people are using this as that uh, sort of topless Les Miserables woman on the, uh, you know, th- this is the sort of figurehead of the French Revolution. But, um, you know, what, what's happened to GameStop is what's going to happen to a lot of places where there's just not going to be, a, you know, you don't need room in a physical mall to buy games because they're going to be, you know, downloaded directly to your PlayStation's drive, your Xbox's drive. We're, we're getting close to that. It's not quite there yet. So that's why they saw the writing was on the wall at GameStop. I think a lot of the people on on the subreddit are gamers, or at least yeah. they're cross disciplinary. It's it's you know overlapping. Or maybe they maybe they grew up with GameStop, yeah, so they have right, fond right, memories right. of it. Right. Yeah. Uh, understood, because I was there too in the '90s on Long Island. I get it. Uh, so I think they saw this as like, oh, you know what we can do? Uh, we have enough power here just among citizen investors, uh, and they're they're savvy, and you know they're able to communicate their ideas to each other. And it's like there's this brand that is flailing. Um, and we love the brand, and the the bad guys here are the hedge funds, who are these you know coked up millionaire dissolute jackasses who are all downtown in Manhattan, profiting from depravity and, and loss. So if you put this together, you see that well, you know, I I kind of wondered was there something? Does this not kind of count as an illegal activity? Is this not some sort of like insider trading to some degree? I don't know. No, I don't know. They didn't. They no insider trading means you have knowledge that is not public. Right, right. But it's almost like. This it's not like it's not like Wall Street bets was peopled by you no, know, people you're right, on the you're board right. of GameStop. So yeah. yeah, the thing is, is that they drove the value up, and the um, and, and you know the the weird little wrinkle of this is that people use apps the way they back they did in the first dot com boom, and that people were using what is it Ameritrade and E Trade. I feel like E-Trade was the big one in the late 90s. Yeah, yeah But E-Trade's it, still around. It's still yeah, around. it is. And those things turned amateurs, you know, people people were able to just like deal. And my, even my mother had an account. Like she was the one who was just, you know, pushing money around, you know, moving this thing, making small little transactions and, you know, maybe getting a couple hundred dollars at a time. But it was, I guess it was almost like a video game or, or you know, something like that. So these things are still in place and they made trading very easy. So Robin Hood, among others, was one of these apps that people just move money around on their phone. So people were using Robinhood in particular uh, to make this run on uh, uh, GameStop. And so GameStop's increased value was actually eating into the hedge fund's bottom line. Right. So the, he- the hedge funds had to yes, go in. Because remember, they're betting on the stock going down yeah. because they're looking at the fundamentals. GameStop's dying. This is, you know, we, we can make money if we bet on this going down. Well, the Wall Street uh, bets people, sorry, I keep interrupting you, Bill, because I don't like the way you explain things. They they were they they caught on to what the hedge funders were doing. They said, "Let's push back against them. Let's make the price go up." And it did go up, and it worked. And now the hedge funders are I don't want to say fucked because they still got their zillions. Yeah, right. But they, their their bet did not pay off. You know what? I, I have trouble understanding though why. How come the value of the company going up? I understand that it causes them to pay, but the mechanism of why the hedge funds. Got caught millions of dollars, you know, uh, uh, low. I don't get why. I don't get how that particular mechanism works. I'm not really sure. Well, it's well, but, but 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 well, this is what why short. As I say, shorting is betting on the price going down. Yeah. So you know, not to go into any other detail. If you're betting on the price going down, the price goes up, and you understand the price is going up because tons and tons of people are buying. There's a run on it, buying yeah. stock in at the same time. Clearly, you lose. Yeah. They have to, they borrow these stocks. They don't own these. This is ridiculous. They sell the stocks even though they don't <laughs> own them. They borrow them. Yes. So they have to pay, they have to give it back to the people they borrowed from. But to give right. it back, they have to buy it back from the people they sold it to. Okay. okay. So if I sold it to someone for 10 bucks, even though the price is now 50 bucks, well, I, even if it's 50 bucks, I got to buy it back. Tough shit. Yeah. So you're, you're in the okay. whole 40, I guess. Good. There's also something, and I, I feel like I've been reading conflicting things about this. 
there's also a technique called naked short selling, naked shorting, where, and I don't understand this, where you buy, you borrow, when you borrow it from whoever has it, you borrow more shares than exist, right? This, so sound, this sounds totally legit, Noah. It, it's not. <laughs> I mean, it's it's legit and that it, it happens. But so if a com- if there's 100 shares of stock, somehow you borrow 140 shares of the stock. And it's like overselling seats in an airplane. You're selling more than exist. You're betting that you'll never get caught. The, the bill will never come due. You know, for selling extra seats in an airplane, a lot of people won't show up. Right. Yeah. yeah. So now uh, things even more of a mess. Yeah. Um, so we're getting at the big thing here, which this one way or all reveals that that stock market is bullshit in yeah. several different ways. Yes, the invention of wealth. I mean, look, you know, we're, yeah. we're right now, as far as I understand, the stock is at about five hundred a share, almost. Uh, I think it started at six when this all started. I think it was six. And oh, was I, I saw his, the historic low was two dollars fifty seven cents. Obviously, oh that's wow, not, okay, but that's all the right. historic low. That's the historic yeah. low recently. Yeah. So I mean, again, this this is it, it, this is pure pure and simple. No, this is a bubble. I mean, it, it must be a bubble, except it's it's sort yeah. of an activist bubble if you want to think about it, because people are almost like going into a controlled burn for this sort of thing. Yeah, there was there's a quote I saw from uh, from uh, when this took off. Someone in Wall Street bets wrote in all caps: "This is for all the families that lost their homes, their cars, their lives because of the shit fucking decisions of 2008. Fuck you and fuck your parasitic business model." <laughs> I mean, there's definitely, you know, you mentioned the Les Rob, you know, can you can you hear the Redditor sing, you know? Yeah. Anyway, so uh, uh, I don't know if there's anything you want to add. I'm curious what your take oh, on there's this, a lot this, whole, I this whole phenomenon here, buddy. Yeah. I mean, look, it's then you didn't get it. One of the most controversial things, which is the prices are going insane. And of course, the hedge funders and the Wall Street fat cats were were, were crying bloody murder. And they, quote unquote, pressured, who knows whether the pressure was, you know, getting on the phone and pulling some strings or just public pressure. They pressured Robinhood and I believe also Ameritrade to to suspend trading of GameStop. And I believe some of these other stocks, they, they, they've repeated it with AMC, BlackBerry, a few other things that supposedly their fundamentals were weak. You know, they Wall Street bets has jumped onto a few other things, right? So Robinhood... Suspended trading of GameStop. And this pissed people off to no end. First of all, it flies in the face of supposedly Wall Street's all about the free market. Well, so much for the free market if you you can't. You also Robinhood, its name, Robinhood, it sells itself as, you know, one of their slogans is let the people trade. Well, yeah. not so much in that didn't quite right? happen. Right. And then you have Wall Street investors crying and pissing and moaning if the system's unfair. You know, oh I, how will I be able to afford my third yacht? You know, and then you hear stories. Who knows that they're true? That the, some of the little guys who are actually cashing in and making money, they're using the money not to buy an eighth house, but to you know pay for surgery for their dog. I mean, something the like student that. loans. I read at one point someone student paid off. loans, yeah. right? And the commentary flies fast and furious. And some people like uh, Matt Taibbi saying, "This is hilarious. This is the little guy winning. This is nothing to worry about. It's great." I listen to a podcast where they say, "Look, this isn't great, but there are bigger problems." And then I list, and then. My probably my favorite politician today, Elizabeth Warren, uh, she tweeted like this shows how the market is fundamentally flawed. These systems don't work. We need to look at it. And half the people are interpreting as, oh, she's 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 allying with the hedge fund. She's full of shit. And half people interpreting as it like, no, like even if the little guy is winning right now, you know, there's greater danger. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Um so what do I think of this? Well, Bill, I'm flattered that you say I'm a little more up on investments and the stock market than you are because I'm not very up on it, even though I am leveraged in the market. I'm a lucky person. I, I'm very conservative in my investing. I'm not even considering buying stock in GameStop or BlackBerry or anything like that. Um, I mean, I'm glad the little guy is shoving in the face of the big guy. Like many Americans, I was incensed at what happened in 2008, which was similar. They were shorting stocks in the housing market, I believe, and everything collapsed, and they got bailed out. And no one went to jail. I mean, who knows how many people are doing things that were actually to the letter illegal. And, um, you know, things, wealth has just kept accumulating at the top. Uh, so maybe this strikes a blow at it. And maybe, you know, to be optimistic, maybe, you know, again, awesome. I love Elizabeth Warren. Maybe this shines a light on 
how so much of Wall Street is built on bullshit. And there are rules for the rich and there are different rules for the poor. And especially now that we have a government that seems a lot more focused on actually helping people, um, maybe this will call attention to the problem and there's some hope of dealing with it. But I do worry about how when you reveal the bullshit, I mean, the Wall Street bets people, they noticed a flaw in how these rich players operate and they exploited it. So what happens when the evil people notice similar flaws, right? And then look, I maybe it's because I'm leveraged, maybe it's because I am privileged, but I worry if the market collapses or there's fundamental insecurity in the market, what does that mean for the economy as a whole? And how does that trickle down to, all right, fine, hedge funders are fucked, but often that trickles down to the little guy getting fucked too, right? So, uh, you know, everything's scrambled here. So part of me is like, yes, we need to scramble things somewhat, but then part of me worries like if it's scrambled too much, the fundamentals are problematic. Everything we thought we understood is a lie. And what does that mean for sanity? You know, so I, I see upsides and downsides to this. And then, of course, like I barely understand it. So it could completely be full of shit. I think that a lot of people listening kind of have a basic rock of it, but they don't really understand every bit of it, too. I mean, yeah, we're in the I'm same not even close. Boat yeah, as most yeah, people, yeah. Man. Yeah. Well, but that's, you know, you read, I read Facebook last few days, but are like, I don't get it. And, and like everyone posts like, this is a good explanation. This is a good explanation. Part of what I can find confused is I've read several explanations that not flat out contradict each other, but like, like some people talk about the naked short selling, which seems a big part of it to me and other people don't. And then there's an element of um, a lot of the people buying GameStop stock or stonks. Stonk is a like a meme term <laughs> yeah, of just yeah. making fun of stocks. Stonks! It's like lulls and things like that. Yeah. Um they weren't actually buying shares, they were buying they were buying um what's the term? I can't even remember the term, but they're basically buying the right to buy shares when it hits a certain price. Mm-hmm. Right? I think it's margin calls. Um, yeah, so, that here. sounds so, about right. Sure. Someone's laughing at me right now. And I don't really understand how that plays into it or really how much that's involved in this situation. So trying to boil it down, it's basically the hedge funders were betting it would go low. The Wall Street bets people were making it go high. You know, I don't think that anything bad could come of the uh, curtain being pulled back. And, you know, we grew up in the 80s during uh, Reagan and deregulation um, and uh, uh, certainly the beginning, of, not the beginning, but the certainly proceeding apace of a lot of the inequality in the financial services um, markets coming about where we were showing the sort of romanticism of stocks and the romanticism of those uh, Charlie Sheen, you know, Oliver Stone trading floor guys. There was some sort of like hard scrabble, hard living, leave this to the pros, folks. Uh, No, that kind of thing. And, and that's you know, what some of the some of the Wall Street people are complaining now. Like, these people don't know what they're doing. There's going to be a reckoning, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, right. maybe there isn't. Maybe you're just full of shit, you know? Right. And Black Friday happened in 87, you know, where the market took a shit then. And it blew apart again when the dot-com bubble blo- burst in 99. And it happened again in 2007 or 8. Eight, the- eight. It was the tail end of the Obama-McCain um, campaign, I remember. Yeah. Right, right. And and so, you know, these things keep happening over and over again because it's the same bunch of perpetrators who just renewing they, – they're, you know, lining up at the trough as people – politicians yes. like and to they say. Get, and they get – and that's when people say, oh, they're treating the stock market like a casino. They're not because there's no risk for them. That's true. That is true. And, and they're and, treating they're, – they're, they're forcing us into the casino. I think it, it, it's, a, it's as if they're, they're at a casino gambling with someone else's money. There were two things in my life that I remember kind of when I – this dawned on me. The first one was that, um, you, you know, there's a finite amount of money and that if someone makes money, it occurred to me, it must come from someone else. And, uh, uh, you know, it's like almost like the law of thermodynamics, you know, matter cannot be created nor destroyed. And um, that was partially true for a while. And then the other it's thing is true. that living in New York all yeah. those years, it occurred to me, it's like, oh, people invented wealth. People yeah. people invented uh, what they call financial instruments, which is a very, it's yeah. fucking euphemism. These terms, it's like euphemisms on top of euphemisms where people yeah. in the financial services industry invented money. They quite literally, Promethe- you know, like they, they Prometheus, like money yeah. came from out of the heaven. They invented new money that it wasn't there before. And they and and and, and the inventing is even more galling because they're not really doing anything. They're moving no. things around. Yeah, you want to talk about people? You want to talk about makers and takers? I mean, what do hedge fund managers 
really contribute to society. They're, they're moochers. I mean, I'm sure takers. you can make some. Yeah, I'm sure you can make some argument that because they do this stuff, people are able to invest in their businesses and start businesses and hire people. Mm. I'm sure there's some of that on some level, it's but kind of not where most of it's going. Yeah. Most, also, yeah. do you know how much money some of these people have? Like, it's ridiculous. Like, they're, these are the heroes of society. Fuck you, man. You're talking about a, a quotient of people whose great 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 grandchildren will not have to work. I mean, and that's that's after a while. <laughs> like, uh, uh, Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson in Chinatown says to John Houston, who's the land baron stealing all the water in Los Angeles, when he looks at how, how lavishly John Houston's character lives, he says, like, how much money do you need? What, what, how, can you eat any better? Can you buy clothes yeah. that are nicer? And, you know? Exactly. I, I literally, I mean, yes, sure. I'd love to be a millionaire, but like, I can't, I'm a billionaire? Like, what the fuck do you do with that money? You I mean, do. I guess you give it away to causes you believe in if you have half a heart, but like. No, you, you, you hold on Jesus. to it. So you're, you're great. You, so your name goes on the side. It's Tarno University in Pittsburgh. That's what it's I don't about. want that. I don't No, I know, but that's that. some, somewhere that's. Well, I, also, I, I also want my. If I had kids, I'd want them to work for a living and, you know, know the good feeling of an honest day's labor and sympathy with other people. I mean, whatever. Well, the, 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 Hilton, the Hilton family had different thoughts than you, I guess, you know. And when Wall Street bets noticed that hedge funds had taken a large short position in GameStop stock, they decided to punish the Wall Street big boys and launched a coordinated buying spree. Now, normally, when it's time for Wall Street big boys to be punished, they have to pay Mistress Electra. So why did the Wall Street bets people glom onto this? Why is it such a big news story? Why are we talking about it? Uh, you know, I mean, this is fascinating. Like, this is going to be the subject of many books at some point and movies, right? So why is this – why did these people do this and why is it Why is it so important? Important for me to remember as a preface is that this is this started in December. So this, this didn't just rip open over the course of the last week. This has been moving for a little while now. I mean, it was certainly slower, but then it picked up recently. But I believe that the, um, the message board – you know, commenting was was starting in December. So this was kind of like post-election day in the frickin' miasma of, of, of the election results being questioned and not being certified yet and all the threats to what was going to happen in state houses and, you know, when they reeled off the election results and whatnot. Um, so the instability politically in America and the fact that there was, you know, a, a great amount of people who were just furious about how the last four years went, rightly so, uh, and felt powerless because they just watched uh, the dissolution of everything around them as a virus, as as if it were the coup de gras, a virus, a virus was ripping through America in the last year and nothing was being done about it. So people finally had a chance to actually like have a toehold on something. If you're looking to punish a bad guy, punish the, uh, the kind of people who were represented in the Trump administration, you know, the people who came out of hedge funds who were going to go back into them. Guys like Scaramucci was a hedge fund guy, you know, and, and like these were essentially who the Marilago folks were all along the way. And the fucking uh, the people who were propping the Republicans along the way, people who were market friendly. And, you know, even certainly some of the Democrats, too, are, are you know, market friendly. That was one of the knocks on them. So there's there's this idea that um, after being down, especially if you're feeling you're dispossessed and like, you know, kids today, I know this for a fact, kids today do grapple with meaninglessness. I mean, not just that teenage form of like listening to the cure onks, but a true sense of meaninglessness and fecklessness. Oh, oh my God. I mean, the, the meaninglessness we thought of. I mean, I, that's what I'm saying. It's like- Fucking, we had, no one, you know, from their point of view, no one cares about the earth dying. Yeah. Fucking Donald Trump is president, yeah. was, oh, thank God, was president. Yeah. You know, like, of course they, why shouldn't, how could they not see the world as meaningless? And they're absolutely right. Like we had Robert Smith and fucking uh, uh, Morrissey and like these people actually had the death of the coral reefs in California being on fire. <laughs> I, you can't argue with that. No, so I, I, yeah, totally. totally. You're, you're, if you're looking for some way for younger people, and again, I, I'm, I'm going to, you know, put a wide lasso around this. I'm sure there's a whole lot of people, both men and women and people who identify as others, age groups and whatnot, people who are different income brackets. I have no doubt that there were very wealthy people in Wall Street bets, as there were probably also hobbyists who had $300 to spend. Nonetheless, this alloy group of people decided we have a chance to put a fucking boot on the neck of hedge funds, or at least a few hedge funds, make them pay. And so it, it strikes back. You know, there's a sense of yeah. justice pushing back at the mechanisms yeah. of this massive yeah. inequality gulf at a time where it's like, you know, they're, they're smashing in the windows of Congress. They're doing all these things out of your control. But it's like, why not just 
you know, we can actually walk away with enough money to pay off my student debts after like seven or eight days. How about like start with that for, you know, we're not going to get that $600 check. It wasn't going to be a $2,000 check. You know, six hundred. Like, this, this they is might as like, well send us a fucking Domino's pizza coupon. I'm sorry, that's just an insult. And this, this is a, this is a stimulus package. You know, for a lot of people. Granted, not everyone has access to it, but it became very popular amongst people who could speak this language. And you know, that's not me, yeah. and maybe that's not you, but I, I understand where something like you know, here's Reddit, and it's kind of where rubber is meeting road in some weird way. And I've thought of Reddit as just being this, you know pervert place you know filled with people putting pictures of reese witherspoon topless or something and it's like oh well, no i've i've grown to really like reddit you read the right subreddits and yeah it's smart people. yeah i mean smart and fun dude i tell you about the sopranos subreddit it's yeah. hilarious it's both hilarious and insightful it's exactly yeah. what i want i love it so i i mean there's there's a, yeah, a lot of this but it's like putting power back in someone's hands who don't don't usually have it and i'm sure things are going back down to earth uh, in a little while and this is going to be dealt yeah. with somehow and probably even punished somehow but for the moment yeah somehow but for the moment it does look like a little bit of citizen activism man well but there's people saying and it's possible that this could be a watershed like this could be an epochal event in the history of wall street this could change everything permanently yeah maybe for the better maybe for the worse if if we I, allow it to if we insist it I, is, I, then I, yes. well but 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 this is proving that sometimes we allow well it depends what you mean by we right the government or the people um yeah i agree with you i'm going to quote matt taibbi here I referred to him before he's a bit of a firebrand journalist i used to read him a lot when he wrote for rolling stone i don't think he writes for rolling stone anymore but this is from his blog and some friend of mine posted this. He He's 100%. This is awesome. This is the little guy winning. Fuck the big guy. And he says here, um, quote, they've seen first. So he's talking about people in general, the people in Wall Street bets as a standing in for the American people and the young people you refer to. They've seen first that our markets are basically fake, set up to artificially accelerate the wealth divide and not in their favor. Secondly, they see that the stock market, like the ballot box, uh, remains one of the only places where sheer numbers still matter more than capital or connections. And they're piling on, and it's delicious. Not so much because they're right, but because the people running for cover are so wrong and still can't admit it. Mm. So yeah. I, I think that gets a lot of like why, why they did it, why people are cheering for them. And maybe why so many of the power pe powerful people are so up in arms and scared. Um, you know, and I think it's telling. Like you said, the last four years, absolutely. But I still think anyone who remembers 08, like, I, I don't know. Did you see The Big Short, the movie The Big Short? Yeah, sure. I love that movie. It's about what happened in 08. And the punchline at the end, there's sort of a coda where they say, this is what happened, this is what happened, and nobody went to jail. I mean, I think one dude went to jail. And that these companies were too big to fail. What an insulting term, right? They had to get bailed out, but there are no consequences, right? Forget going to jail. Like, I mean, I, uh, I guess Obama tried to do some things around the edges, but it wasn't enough. Um, you know, uh, now people like Warren are, are pushing for a wealth tax, which there should be. Yeah, capital I mean, gains, man. Fucking capital gains and loopholes. Right. We're also we're also seeing this with the pandemic. Like the stat that like, look how much money people like Jeff Bezos have made. And like literally, if you just took the money that billionaires, people who are already billionaires, have made since the pandemic began, and you spread that out among the American people, the stimulus would be like $9,000 per person. Yeah, easily. I mean, I don't, like, my numbers might be way off, but the point is like, it's it, 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 they don't even have to sacrifice. If, if you wanted to, it's just political will and it's bullshit convincing poor people. Oh, well, but this is this is bad for you, too. Fuck it. It's not bad for you. Uh, so I think this hunger for revenge is out of control and the pandemic accelerated it, pushed it way past the red. And also just in a more general sense, things are changing in general. Everything has to change. You know, this is why people voted for Trump. It was stupid, but we need to shake things up. We need to stir things up. I agree. We do need to stir things up. The idea of Donald Trump stirring things up for the better is beyond absurd. But thankfully, we're at least at least that one specific insane mistake is behind us. In less than a month, GME rose from under $20 a share to well over $300 on some days before falling on Thursday after brokers placed restrictions on trading. No, tell me, would you have liked Stonk Games Stop Stonks if you were a kid? No, no, because as much as I'm disengaged from the stock market, 
or more disengaged than I'd like to be or than I really should be, um, I was even more disengaged as a kid. Money really intimidated me then. So I, I can't, uh, I would have, I would have steered clear from this a million miles away. I mean, one thing I talk about in the show a lot is I was more less shy about waving the flag for like cliche lefty causes. So I might be screaming more like Matt Taibbi, but, uh, I, I, I would have even less to do with this than I do now. It's weird because we obviously, you know, just by the very nature of being a kid, you kind of don't have money. I mean, you really can't play this game. I don't know. My, my, my nephews are, they watch the stock market every day. You know, they're, my father has gifted them stock, you know, periodically for their birthday and stuff. And they, they keep an eye on that. They, they look on their phones, they look at where their stocks are. You know, I don't know if daily, but certainly regularly. They're they're exceptional kids. I don't know what the fuck a ticker symbol was when I was a kid. Yeah, we, you know, yeah. we, we were lower middle class, so it, there was no access to the yeah. stock market, nor any real conception of what it was, not until I got to be older. But uh, yeah, uh, more to the point, like you say, though, the uh, complexity of it, let's say it's when I, you know, whenever we get our first Roth 401k or IRA, whatever that was, you know, that's that's the first time a lot of people in America are um, all of a sudden dealing with something that had, that is, uh, uh, you know, subject to market forces, albeit very conservatively. Uh, yeah, I was terrified of that thing. I had no idea what it was. I, the only thing I knew is that with my 401k, that if I wanted to cash it out, if I was going to before I was vested, I would get like less than half of what I put into it because it'd be taxed right. or something like that. And that was the extent of what I understood these uh, markets to be like. You know, I just didn't want to know anything about it. It's very intimidating. Uh, uh, it, you know, I, I don't know if this really matters, but I, I kind of have a medical inability to grasp mathematic concepts. Uh, I, 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 I know, seriously, I have something called dyscalculia. Where Wait, is that true? Really? It is true, yeah. Oh, the, the I didn't con- know where, Did you get shitty grades in math as a kid? I, yeah, terrible grades. Excellent really? verbal, but my SAT scores, I didn't crack a thousand because the, I did so wow. poorly. On, I did so poorly. Yeah, believe me, it made it you, a lot of, You are stupid. I really wow. am dumb, but... Yeah, you're Yeah, I, like, I don't... Uh, the idea of like a number as a character and the value that it represents, I think some people, as, as I'm led to believe, people think of the number four and the quantity of four manifests in their brain along with it. And it doesn't really work that way for me. So it's almost like I have to translate a language of like, here's a character and here's numbers and I have to really associate quantities behind these that they're representational. I don't really get to have it all at once. So it becomes this freaking slog through code breaking and then, and then my math is terrible. By the way, at that register that I used to work at, no, at the at the uh, dairy barn back on Long Island, I couldn't make change. But yet that was my job for three and a half years. Really? Yeah, that register came up short every night because I'd count out numbers very badly. But we didn't wow. have a word. We didn't have a word for it back in 1993. It was just, oh, that guy's an idiot. Just, he can't count. Yeah, just so. being dumb. Yeah, just being stupid. He's just being dumb. He's just being stupid. You, a simpleton or a moron. We're sick and tired of of watching hedge funds make all of this money. Hedge fund managers make all of this money. Whenever they don't get money, the government bails them out. They crashed the the banks. Big banks crashed the system in 2008 and got bailed out. And the quote unquote little guy got left holding the bag. Bill, here's a here's a big one. Is this the GameStop stonk controversy? The 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 decimation of zillionaire hedge funders. Who is it? There's some guy who owns one of these hedge funds that was most leveraged for shorting this. And they said like, he just bought two houses somewhere and then he lost a billion dollars this week or something. It, it was one atop the other, Noah. <sighs> well, it was literally, a, no, <laughs> no, Why no, I don't know. Two ha- I mean, what two houses next to each other is combining them into one estate. He was shuffling like a deck of cards. I don't know. I have no idea. I've never heard the story before. I just, I don't even want to own that much property. You got to heat it. You got to clean it. You got to insure it. Like it's just too much of a pain. You got to buy a third house. You, just, you can't even help yourself at that point. Yeah, you got to buy a third house just to keep all the extra furniture. Um, so I don't know. Is there is there a, this phenomenon? Is there anything that augurs the apocalypse? And I think it's said some of this already, but yeah, let's, I think it, let's I think it's revealing out. the apocalypse because um, you know one of the uh, one of the asinine things. Now it turns out to be a mildly asinine thing about the last four years was fucking the idiot president getting up there and touting the health of the stock market as if that is the only yes. barometer that mattered. Because a he, sacred number, he said when, when the number. Dow passed thirty thousand. Sacred so number, sacred number. Yeah. But I mean, it's like he he quite literally did not understand it either, or at least it no. didn't matter that it you know for him it was uh, the only measure 
because in his life and his, you know, living in New York City the entire time uh, of his life, whatever kind of money people were dealing with him, it made money for him if stock market was good. So equals yeah. better for everyone at the same well, time. Well, it's also that was one of the few supposedly good indicators he could point to during his presidency. Yes. I mean, they also pointed to that that unemployment was relatively low until um, until the pandemic. But yeah, look, if some other stat had been fantastic and is he would have he would have touted it and would have taken full credit. For it. I mean, he says he personally built the greatest economy in world history. Yeah, right, personally. Which is A untrue. He traveled, but I've been saying, yeah. He, he trailed mortar on brick and did it himself, yeah. I mean, uh, look, if the stock market, I've been saying this for years since I've been cognizant, like clearly the stock market is broken. If it keeps getting higher and higher and higher, but like everyone I know is struggling for money, even before the pandemic. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a middle-class white person, you know? So like, I'm sorry. Like it's been a bad indicator for a long time. It, this is revealing that money isn't real. Wealth isn't real. No. It's chits. No. It's chits yeah. at a game, you know? It's, it's a, it's a game. It's a gentleman's agreement. And there so, are two right. few gentlemen these days. Yeah. Well, that. very yeah. right. The Marcus of Queensbury rules are over. So it's like yeah. the, the actual game stonk thing like that that's happening is not the apocalypse itself. The apocalypse is the underlying situation that we've been living in since the dawn of time. Um, that, that actually is apocalyptic because, you know, people are dying and babies are hungry. I'm not even, I'm saying that that's not, I'm not trying to be glib, but that is exactly no, what's happening. So it is a sign of the apocalypse, very, very much so. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, look, I want the little guy to win. There's part of me that takes some joy and fuck you, big guy. Let's take you down a peg. But, you know, the next time, uh, the next time could be disaster. And if money is all made up and the financial system is all made up, you know, then why can't you say the same thing about government, about morality, about justice, about ethics? And when bad actors find a flaw in those systems or in the financial system, then we're fucked. I mean, they kind of did. They kind of did. Yeah. You know, one thing we learned about politics and not just the last four years, although it accelerated the last 20 years, or I guess since like Newt Gingrich in 1994, is that so much of what runs our government, what runs our society is this gentleman's agreement, is this is is not laws, but... Um, traditions you know norms and all it takes is one lunatic to say no i'm not going to do that or not one lunatic but a small group of lunatics to say i'm not going to do that i'm not going to play by the rules and the people around me are not going to hold me to account and you know the entire bedrock of everything gets pulled away yeah and i think this reveals this so so we can be happy in this moment but what it reveals is is very concerning. As you can see, the entire GameStop is empty. We literally bought everything. He is currently pulling the receipt up. Oh my goodness. Well, if you didn't believe me when I said we bought everything, now you know. All right, Noah, we're in the back nine now, my friend. Tell me if there's any about anything about this that inspires jealousy in you. I mean, I, similar to what you're going to say is like, I wish I understood finances in the stock market more. Oh, so I yeah, could, absolutely. I could I could ride this a little more nimbly. I mean, I'm very privileged in that I have what I have, and I have I I I'm I'm able to, to take advantage of good trusted advice. So I I'm very thankful for that. But you know, I mean, I kind of remember when the first day trading boom was happening in the late '90s, thinking about trying to learn it and jump in because I hate to say it, it kind of looked like fun, but I was too intimidated by it. Right. So I wish. I wish I did consider it fun. I mean, occasionally I'll take a flyer on some stock because why not, right? But I always put myself – it's like going to a casino. I always put myself in the mindset like, okay, like don't put in what you're not prepared to completely lose. Yeah, right, right, right. right. Yeah. And if I were five degrees bolder, I might even buy some GameStop or AMC now. Well, not GameStop. I buy AMC because that's a company I actually – like do care about even though they're dying because I'm like, hey, maybe I'll get lucky. I'll ride the wave. It'll be fun. It'll be exciting and I'll make a few bucks or eh, nothing happened. I lost a few hundred bucks. So be it. That's the cost of playing the game, right? Like yeah. going to- you went, in my, with, my you went in with your eyes open. I get you. Right. My father likes to go, you know, my father's not a gambling addict, but he likes to go to casinos and I think he, he likes to play craps and he's, he always told me, he's like, I have a very healthy attitude about it. You're paying for entertainment. And it's if you go and you shoot craps for an evening and you lose 500 bucks, 
Okay, you paid 500 bucks for an evening's entertainment. It's expensive evening's entertainment, but you can do that. I mean, look, he's a privileged guy. He could do that every now and again. And if you break even, you got free entertainment. And if you made money, oh my God, like what a night, right? So um, you go into it with that attitude. It's just money and the stock market flummox me too much for me to treat that as a game. But these Wall Street vets people, they see it as a game. The hedge funders, they might think they're contributing something to society. They're not making tons of money. And for them, it's a game. I mean, those people must love, I don't know, they probably don't love their jobs. I still remember um, in The Big Short, one of the first scenes, you see Steve Carell basically played the main character and he's totally stressed out. And his wife says, like, you need to quit your job. And he says, I love my job. And he sounds so depressed. It's just, it's the boiler room attitude that surrounds it. That yeah. I think they go into it thinking it's fun. I'll make a lot of money and I'll and I'll be a hot shot. And it's just the insane greed and pressure kind of wear down anyone with half a soul. Yeah, the way you have so, to do it. Yeah, you know, I I think I reveal something about myself and the same thing. I in that I have this jealousy um, a little bit, obviously, because who doesn't want more money? Even if I I got plenty of money, money's not something I I lack in life. Um, you got plenty of money. You got you got. Oh my God, do you have so much money? Oh my God, you're just, ho- you're you're, you're like screwed many duck, and many zip yeah. codes, as they say. Yeah, exactly, uh, exactly. But but the, the idea that we are or I am, I don't want to speak for anybody else, and I'm regarding uh, these people on. Um, you know, on Wall Street bets as kind of being tacticians, um, you know, like they, they have the ability to grasp these concepts and they can almost see around corners a little bit. Um, or, you know, the, the galvanizing charisma of being able to put this whole movement together, essentially, by getting people yeah. to agree. It's a good one. A good one. Yeah, there's something to that. I'm jealous of that. Totally jealous of that. Yeah. But I also want to say, you know, people who make money, that doesn't make them great. And and that you can make money is not a great thing. It's useful, obviously, but it's not a skill in and of itself, nor does it speak to any kind of virtuousness or, you know, a useful kind of intelligence. I'm not saying it doesn't coincide with a useful form of intelligence or canniness, but it doesn't in and of itself make you a good person, a useful person, or somebody that, you know, we need to know in life. Uh, but we in American society and in the West, I mean, there's really no different here, to be honest. I mean, you know, we're all one kind of we're just separated by languages now and some and some bodies of water. But I mean, there's still this idea that those with a lot of money have an important thing to say and have some they're, they're worth listening to, that there's some wisdom from this. So this is clearly not true. It's like people who make a lot of money and be dumb as fuck. Oh, my um, you know, and this this is another one of those things. You want to go back a topic. It's like that's why. It's so stupid and it's so apocalyptic is that the people who are making money are fucking idiots. They're Scaramucci's, this hedge fund people. They're fucking worthless. Not all of them, not all of them, but of course, a great deal of them are idiots. Some of them are brilliant, you know, uh, MIT trained engineers and people who understand probability and pattern recognition. But then some of them are just fucking dumb luck, grinded out assholes who are just fucking, they're, they're chewing their inside of their lip on cocaine and just keep themselves buoyed by, you know, lies and stupidity and vodka, you know, that there's just, you can't pick the good ones out from the bad ones. Is it vodka or is it cocaine? It's both. It's vodka and cocaine. Yeah, it's you know? probably both. Jeez, it's so well, sad. Let me ask you about the fallopian scale, Noah. Um, yeah, fallopian if, if, scale. Where okay. do you think this falls? I mean, I, I have some difficulty with it, and I have something that's probably going to be unsatisfactory, but I'm going to uncork it anyway. But where, where does this fall on the fallopian scale? Uh, here's where I put it. I say it is precisely 2.5 times that of Flex Seal ads. <laughs> Because it's absurd, it doesn't uh, make sense. Yeah. It might actually be a good thing, and that I thought the Flex Seal memes were were um, interesting and creative. But it might also reveal that nothing means anything. But maybe it's two point five, negative two point five times, because it's way you know the the impl- the possible negative implications are vastly greater than the Flex. So okay, so it is negative fifty times. Flex seal memes. Negative. There you go. Times. That's very good. You know, I, on I, the on the X Y Z axis for what it's worth. Flex seal. We should put all our money in flex seal. No, we should just start to start betting on flex seals. Uh, uh, yeah. Detriment. Is 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 the flex? I don't think it's publicly traded. Are you probably right? Who knows? Well, no, it's look. just that one guy. What's his name? What was that guy's name? Oh, I can't remember the guy's name. Yeah, Mike, Steve. I don't know. I'll Steve, look it up. Steve, I, Ike. Who cares? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, who cares? Does it matter now? I uh, Who cares? Does it matter now? I thought that this combination of lightning in a bottle with, with almost like designed impermanence um, 
I don't know. This makes you think of Old Town Road for some reason, Noah, in terms of the, the, no, the novelty <laughs> no, of... Old, Old Town Road the, has become a, a standard. Uh, Old Town standard. Road is one of the few songs from the last 10 years that I can reference in quiz shows and be confident that people of nearly all ages have a shot of recognizing it. They recognize it, there but There are it, so few songs that I could say that about. I don't think people years. are listening to... All right, how about this? The fusion the fusion of that uh, of rap and country music uh in such a weird right. way to to become right. this sensation like i said at the impermanence is the moment but it was such a huge spike and again i'm talking stri- you know specifically about the stonk the idea that there's this this uh you know wall of people who were you know a confederation of folks doing this thing on reddit and you know are booing the stock for a moment but i'm sure again it's going to fade people are going to take their money probably go back home again and we'll see what the next thing winds up being but i do I think it's no but this this i'm i'm really thinking this could be a watershed this hey could it could be everything could, about no, Wall Street i'll, I'll, I'll come back and I'll, I'll revisit this segment later on if that's the case and i'll change my answer retroactively you know it's it's too bad we're not popular enough that we could sustain like a spin-off show like uh for our, no think about it actually i like this idea like hey be a patreon subscriber mm-hmm. and you get bonus content including an extra 10 minute show right we revisit no, some old topics this, this is you laugh but i actually think this is a good idea if there were a market for it yeah right yeah. all right let's revisit here here's a 30 second clip from when we talked about old town road you know a year and a half ago or two years ago whatever it was all right, so where's Old Town Road now? You know, was it selling on iTunes now? Like, where have you seen it in culture since then? Or what's Lil Nas X doing now? Like, I actually think that's a good idea, but it's not worth our time. No, someone else's show. Yeah, uh, I believe that uh, this was this was a weird one. No, I wonder how we're going to get through yeah. it. But you've uh, you've held my hand. We uh, made your we, firm but gentle, as, your firm but gentle grip, and your your. Um, Moisturized skin, I might add, too. Yes. Your hand smells like Jurgens. I appreciate that. As usual, our combination of bullshitting and admitting we're morons <laughs> carries us through. So if you'd like to find past episodes in that vein, uh, in those same attributes, look on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Tweet to us, Noah and Bill Show. At Noah and Bill Show, of course. Don't forget the at sign. You won't get it here otherwise. Yes. Write to us, Noah and Bill Don't Get It, at gmail.com. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts, because that's how people find other people's podcasts. I am on Twitter, at William Scurry. And oh, man, am I ever on Twitter. I'm always there, friends. You can <laughs> find me all the damn time. My video content is on YouTube, youtube.com slash AMCs. You'll find my video essay series, American Caesar Salad. And Noah now will go. Uh, visit bigquizthing.com, the big quiz thing, America's premier provider of corporate and private trivia events these days all virtual hoping to be in person who knows when but at some point uh 2021 getting off to a hot start uh we're available for your corporate team building event your fundraiser event uh occasional public events uh private parties you name it bigquiston.com check out our new demo video starring me edited by the fantabulous mr scurry thank you bill that's true um and we're uh, rolling out some new videos soon as well so visit bigquistic.com thank you so until next time we we don't don't get get it. it a production of american caesar enterprises 2021